well, if you followed um, technology news this week, there's lots going on. Uh, when you follow the news beyond the economic challenges before tech, and you're seeing some of the layoffs um, uh, before us, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, during our wrap segment uh, with Leah Halive and, and Sarah Daniels. But one of the other things happening in tech this week is that government is setting its sights on tech. And it looks like 2023 is shaping up to be a year which the government will actually uh, hold big tech accountable to a certain degree. Even here in Canada, home improvement retailer Home Depot um, was uh, challenged by Canada's privacy watchdog, basically saying that Home Depot uh, didn't get customer consent before sharing some of their personal data with Meta, which operates um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, we also heard uh, this week uh, that um, uh, that the U.S. Justice Department and eight states are suing Google uh, because it's uh, allegedly abused its position at the center of its online advertising industry just in December as well. Facebook paid $750 million in fines for not protecting the data of its uh, users to a Cambridge Analytica. And of course, as you know, Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp. And this week, senators in the U.S. Senate grilled Ticketmaster, questioning whether the company's dominance in the ticketing industry has, uh, which led to the spectacular breakdown last year during its uh, sale of Taylor Swift concert tickets. Now, Ticketmaster controls 70 to 80 percent of all the tickets uh, in North America and rakes in an estimated $750 million in profit. Everybody likes to hate Ticketmaster. It's a reputation, one could argue, that's very well earned. Comedian John Oliver actually took a shot uh, at the ticket seller not too long ago. Take a listen. They say ticket fees are determined in collaboration with our clients who share in a portion of the fees we collect, which is true. Ticketmaster enters into contracts that set and share fees with the venues where concerts are held, the promoters who book, market and organise the shows, and sometimes even the artists themselves. You could say Ticketmaster's business model is to stand in as the bad guy and let all those other players hide behind them, or you could not say that and just let Ticketmaster's former CEO basically admit it directly to Congress. When people hear what Ticketmaster's service charge is, Ticketmaster was set up as a system where they took the heat for everybody. In that service charge are the credit card fees, the rebates to the buildings, rebates sometimes to artists, sometimes rebates to promoters. So Ticketmaster's been that, you know, we're like the IRS. We deliver bad news. Yes, they do. Joining me now to talk a little bit about um, Big Tech's Week of Reckoning is Andy Burr. He is a tech and digital lifestyle expert at HandyAndyMedia.com. Good afternoon, Andy. Hi, Jazz. We've had a busy week. We wanted to get you on earlier. Thank you for your time today. What do you, how do you see this week in regards to the U.S. Senate, um, Going after Google, obviously Ticketmaster as well on Tuesday had to answer some very uncomfortable questions. You had Home Depot having to have been called out by Canada's privacy commissioner that it sold personal data to Meta. Facebook recently just paid a $750 million fine. Are these big tech firms finally being held accountable? Yes, and it's about time. You know, we, we call it big tech for a reason because they got so big that you almost feel that you can't control them. But now the government is finally coming back and, and raking them in. And, you know, the story with Ticketmaster, like they, Ticketmaster should never have gotten this big as it is. It started in 1976, but everything changed in 2010 when it merged with Live Nation, which is the biggest concert promotion company in the world. And then in 2018, 
the former uh, CEO of Live Nation tried to start a rival to Ticketmaster, and he called it Rival. And even before they sold the ticket, Ticketmaster bought them up in 2020. So even when there was competition, Jazz, they just bought the, the competition and, and utilized that technology. But because they have this monopoly, because they're the promoter, they're the venue and the ticketing company, they're just raking in money. And they're not trying to save money when you're trying to negotiate with the venue because they are the venue and they're the promoter. So they really have just let this thing go and fans have been paying a lot of money and the bots still came into the ticketing system even when they said and they knew that the bots were coming for those Taylor Swift tickets and they still got in. So they're not innovating because they don't have to. They got a complete monopoly control over live entertainment in North America. Now, these big companies can hire very big law firms, uh, lobbying firms, communications and PR experts. Have we allowed them to get too big to the point where it's almost impossible to break them up? Well, the thing is, tech moves so fast, Jazz, that it's hard for the laws to kind of catch up with them. But we have to kind of reel them in right now because it's getting out of control. And it's not even a good news when you're seeing all these tech layoffs happen at the same time. But, you know, something has to give. And it's our information. We just really don't realize how much of our personal information is going to these big tech. And that's the great thing about Canada is that we have really strong privacy laws. And it's nice to see that the government is going to you know, um, ensure that those privacy laws are being held in Canada, even in the digital realm, because I think we do a better job than the US, but there's still lots that needs to be done. And we need to know where does our data go, especially when we use these social uh, networks like Facebook, uh, Twitter, and even now TikTok. Uh, we really, it's important to know what is happening with our personal data while we scroll on these websites. Uh, partially, you know, if you look at Facebook, you know, they, they grew bigger, they had competition, but government allowed them to buy up companies that they should never have been able to buy. Facebook viewed Instagram yes. as competition. We still allowed them to buy Instagram at a very cheap rate in regards to what they uh, Facebook was worth. We allowed it, uh, Facebook to buy WhatsApp as well. And I worry, you know, I find the Europeans are much tougher on these big tech firms. I'm just wondering at the end of the day how tough the U.S. will actually be because I think you're right. Um, too much of this stuff is allowed. I mean, the fact that Home Depot was sharing personal data, according to Canada's privacy commissioner, with Facebook and Instagram is absolutely ridiculous. There should be a class action lawsuit. There should be accountability uh, in regards to that. $750 million fine for Facebook to share data with uh, Cambridge Analytica. That's chump change to these guys. It doesn't mean anything. And so my, you know, my worry is I'm glad they're heading in this direction. Some good news in regards to accountability from these companies. But my worry is have we waited too long because they've gotten just so big that a, you know, a billion-dollar fine really doesn't mean much. Well, you're right. There's really no reason why Meta, the parent company of Facebook, should own Facebook, WhatsApp, and um, Instagram. Those are three chatting you know, communication protocols that people use every single day, and they have complete control. And you see, this is what happens when you have a monopoly, when you have that vertical integration. You really can just kind of do what you want. You don't even really have to innovate, except all they're trying to do is now work with other companies like Home Depot and say, give us your data of your customers and watch what we can do with it. Um, and, and you know, they're doing these kind of sly tactics because, Jazz, they ultimately, no one's trying to stop them. So I hope now with the government kind of pushing uh, and, and asking these questions, grilling them, 
and bringing them onto Capitol Hill that they'll finally realize that they need to hamper down. But the U.S. in particular, because the European Union is doing a great job. Canada, I think, is doing a decent job. But it's the U.S. needs to crack down because the, a lot of these companies are based in the U.S. and they need to break them up. I remember back in, in the late 90s, Jazz, they were talking about breaking Microsoft up. But look at these companies. They're way bigger than what Microsoft was back then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully there's some accountability uh, in the months ahead. Andy, thanks for your time. Thanks, Jazz.